0: The trade deadline is now two weeks away and the best move for the New Orleans Pelicans is to do nothing. I'll explain why they shouldn't shake up the roster and they should stand pat at the NBA's trade deadline in two weeks in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison at NOLA Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Thursday, and we're going to look at why the Pelicans should not, should not make a trade in the next two weeks as we get towards the NBA's trade deadline on February 8th. And of course, thank you for making lockdown Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here Monday through Friday, the number one Pelicans podcast, breaking down everything you want to know about this team, whether it's the X's and O's and second half adjustments, whether it's CJ McCollum playing well, the greatness of Herb Jones or the trade talk and what's going on around the team and where they're looking to upgrade. We cover it all. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube becoming everyday. Listen Monday through Friday we got a lot to talk about. We'll have Will Guillory from The Athletic on tomorrow's show. Break down more trade deadline talk for you and where this team can go, what their ceiling is, because that's going to come up a bunch in today's show of what is this team truly. So we cover it all here. Tell a friend. Listen Monday through Friday. Or if you listen one day a week, listen two days a week. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA, news code all lowercase locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. So, why shouldn't the Pelicans make a trade? We've heard a lot of talk of Jared Allen upgrading the center position. A guy like Deontay Murray is available, right? Why should they not go for one of those guys? Well, simply put, this Pelicans team is playing well. They have the ninth best defense, the eighth best offense right now. They're top 10 in both of those categories. This team is 26 and 18. They're eight games above 500. They're fifth in the Western Conference right now. Things are looking good. For them. You know, they've beaten OKC. They've beaten Minnesota. They've beaten Denver. They've beaten the Clippers, the four teams ahead of them, right? They completely own the Sacramento Kings. They've beaten Dallas twice. They're competitive with basically everyone in the Western Conference. This team has just looked good. And when you look at this team, are they reaching their ceiling? Like, do we feel they have maxed out or is there still room to improve? This is something I've said a lot here on Lockdown Pelicans if you're an everydayer. Now, we'll get more into this in a little bit later in the show. I'm not exactly sure what their ceiling is, but I think we can all safely say they're not reaching it, right? They don't feel like true contenders right now, but they're also, they feel like a good team. So look at the play, right? You know, CJ McCollum is having one of his best years. The numbers in terms of pure counting stats, points per games, and things like that might not reflect that, but he's completely changed his shot profile to be even more efficient, taking more threes, spacing the court for Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram, right? He is playing the most efficient basketball of his career. He looks to be in the best shape of his career, and he's giving more energy on defense than he ever has before. He just hit nine threes in a game the other night. You do that, this team can go really, really far. Look at Herb Jones, who's been improving. You know, he's shooting close to 40% from three right now this season. The attempts have gone up. He's making teams pay. He works well off ball. He has games where he can go for 18 to 20 points when that shot is falling, and he's Building chemistry with Zion Williamson, right? You know, he's shooting closer to 50% from the corners right now. This is a guy who, by all accounts, is improving and then just does all of the things that he does defensively. That sequence where he blocks the shot, keeps the ball in bounds, leads to a B.I. layup, gets the steal, keeps that inbounds, gets the ball back, then dishes a behind-the-back feed. It's just defensive plays turning into easy offense, and he's a catalyst from that, right? There's a reason when his name was put there in kind of trade rumors, even though they're definitely not shopping him, that there was like an uproar from the fan base about Herb Jones being included You know, he's averaging three, he's taking 3.4, three-point attempts per game. If we can get that number up a little bit and he shoots 40%, that's a really good, important player for this team, right? You know, Zion still doesn't look like he's exactly himself. After the game against the Utah Jazz, he said he's 88 to 90%. He's still not been fully himself. They haven't run point Zion. You saw it more in that game with 11 assists. If he starts reaching his potential, being as explosive, and he's looking more explosive... Well, that's a big improvement for this team, right? Brayne Ingram has been struggling over his past 10 games or so, missing shots, and he could refine his shot selection more like CJ McCollum has been, which would make him more efficient and this team more deadly. Trey's in a slump. Think of what this team will look like with his offense, you know, when he's not like that. And they're already good. That says something, right? They're nowhere near reaching their potential. You look at a team like Minnesota, and that team is what they are, which is a good team, But if the Pelicans get some things together, it feels like they could surpass a team like that. You also have a fail-safe in Jonas Valanciunas if guys get hurt. And the defense is good, right? Has been all season long, no matter who's playing. The scheme there is working. The coaching is working. Again, they've got... The sorry, it's the 10th best defense, eighth best offense. That's the numbers here. They have the seventh best net rating in the whole NBA over the season. If you look at it, probably since that Lakers loss, that number is going to be even better, right? They've had a top five offense, top five defense since that Lakers loss. So they're, by all accounts, a measure saying this team is good. Are they perfect? No, there's room to improve. But I like that. I like. That so much that they're not actively at their full potential yet. But it's also good that they are, you know, improving. If they were kind of stagnant, if they weren't improving, if we weren't seeing better play, if we weren't seeing the numbers improve, then we'd look at things differently with this team. But they're playing well. They're playing really good basketball right now. They have a positive net rating of 5.2 on the season. Okay. I've always said if you want to be a championship contender that number needs to be you know right around 6 or better. So they're already close to that. Let's pull their net rating since that loss to the Lakers on December 7th here. I can pull that and I'm going to be kind of curious to see what the net rating is. Is it championship contender numbers here. I actually don't know. and Of course, my internet wants to go slow right now. The Pelicans have a net rating of nine. Exactly. It's fourth best since that loss to the Lakers. Nine is definitely championship contender net rating number. That's your offensive rating minus your defensive rating. Their offensive rating is fifth best during that stretch. The defensive rating is fifth. They're five and five with the fourth best net rating. The team has potential to be very good. Why make a trade? Why make a trade when this is what you're doing already and it, there's room to grow all around. That's the simplest argument, right? Just look at your team internally. That said, okay, let's look a little bit external. Is anyone actually, Does an upgrade exist for this team? Let's talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Right now though I'm excited to tell you about Grammarly. Look, I often struggle if I'm writing a work email or planning out the show of staring at kind of just like a blank page, right? Sometimes you just need something to support you there from start to finish. And that's where Grammarly comes in when it comes to writing. For over 10 years, Grammarly has been powered by AI technology you can trust to help you across all the places where you write the most. And now Grammarly helps you do even more. With one click, you can easily brainstorm, rewrite, and reply with suggestions based on your context and goals so you can improve productivity for you and your teams. Whether it's coming up with like headlines, which always isn't an easy thing to do, right? Or you've got a long email you've got to write that lays things out in the kind of next steps. Grammarly can give you a good working point. So when you're stuck with writing at work, Grammarly can help you get started with ideas, outlines, even tips. You can do all of those things with Grammarly. And the best part is it's free to use. So start being more productive at work. Go to grammarly.com slash podcast to download for free today. That's Grammarly, G-R-A. G R A M M A R L Y dot com slash podcast to get started for free. Today's episode of Lockdown Pelicans is also brought to you by PrizePix. PrizePix is daily fantasy sports made easy. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS because it's just you versus the numbers. You're not battling thousands of other players. You just look at the stat projections for two to six players and you pick more or less and then you watch the winnings roll in. We've got the NFL playoffs. The NBA season is underway and you can take a combo projection across multiple sports here. You can have CJ McCollum and Travis Kelsey had a 10.5 combo of three pointers made and receptions. So testing your skills on Prize Picks this basketball season is the most fun and exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. So get started by going to prizepickscom slash LockedOnMBA and use code LockedOnMBA for a first-time deposit match up to $100. That's free money there. When you go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA, use code LockedOnNBA for a first-time deposit match up to $100. PrizePix, it's daily fantasy sports made easy. And thank you for making LockedOn Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here Monday through Friday, the number one Pelicans podcast covering everything you want, whether it's trade talk or why they shouldn't. There shouldn't be any trade talk around this team, whether it's the X's and O's and other things here, we cover it all. So please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Become an everyday or listen Monday through Friday. And if you're an everydayer, or let me know in the comments down below on YouTube, let me know if you want the team to not make a trade now that they're playing some really good basketball as well. Let me know what you think here. So we went over that this team is good. don't know exactly what their ceiling is. I really don't. And again, keep that in mind, because that's going to be coming up later in this show here. And I want to talk more about that kind of concept. What is truly their ceiling? Like I said, I don't feel like they could win a title this year, even if things go super duper well for them, but I don't think they're like horribly far off. That doesn't mean though, that you should try and make a move, right? Because looking at it, when you look at names that are available, Is anyone actually an upgrade? The biggest name that could maybe be the biggest needle mover for this team that we have talked about that sounds like he's available, or maybe not, is Jared Allen, right? Jared Allen. How much of a needle mover is he? Does he make you a true title contender? Because if he doesn't, what are you doing? Why not just stick with what you have and don't kind of upset the cart here? right? I did a show the other day on kind of like sneaky trade targets for the Pelicans, but one thing that kind of came up during that whole show and episode was like, it's kind of barren out there if you're trying to upgrade the center position, right? You know, any move that you likely make takes this team a step back. You know, Daniel Gafford isn't an an upgrade over Jonas Valanciunas, right? We're going to get into a trade that ESPN proposed out there in a minute that involves Wendell Carter Jr. And you go, wait, what? It's awful for this team. So I don't want to see them do anything where they might be taking a step back, right? This team's already doing something. Don't get worse. Don't make a move that's going to make you a worse basketball team, right? Now, if you don't think they're a true title contender, maybe that isn't the worst idea. It's kind of like the, if you're not first, you're last mentality But I don't really love that approach to anything here. So the other reason you could look at a move is to, you know, work with the salary cap. And if you're in everyday area, you remember that show that I talked about where I said, the first thing you're going to see with this team is they're going to dump Kyra Lewis Jr. to get under the luxury tax. That move was like telegraphed, right? Well, now that the Pelicans ducked the tax, which again, I think was the right move. Don't pay it for Kyra Lewis Jr. Pay it for somebody else. You know, you don't need to be concerned about salary cap issues right now. You're under the luxury tax. It was a swing of around $18 million. You know, any future cap issues you have in subsequent seasons from this one, you can figure out in the off season when you have more options and any trade right now using an asset, even if you're trying to kind of work on salary cap stuff, limits future flexibility. And if you do a move like that, it's going to look terrible. ESPN has a trade right now that is Jonas Valanciunas and Dyson Daniels, okay, to Orlando for Wendell, Wendell Carter Jr. and Chuma Okeke. I saw that and was... Like, honestly thought I was missing something of, like, is Orlando including a first-round pick to the Pelicans for that? Because the best player in that deal is Valanchunas, and the second-best player in that deal might be Dyson Daniels. That's the type of move you're looking if you're trying to kind of clear salary or something for the Pelicans in the future. I hate that trade. That trade is absolute garbage, right? Wendell Carter Jr. right now is averaging for them, now he's coming off the bench, 10.7 points per game and 6.7 rebounds. He's not a rim protector at all. He's not a shot blocker. And he's a worse rebounder than Valentinus is, right? Um, OKK is averaging 3.6 points per game and 2.6 rebounds. That's what you'd be looking at. I hate it. Hate it. And he's also like an undersized kind of wing front court player at 6'6". Six, six. None of that's good. So I don't want to see this team make a bad move that makes them worse. That trade would do that, right? Look, even if we don't think they're title contenders, their playoff team, they could get out of the first round. I would enjoy winning. I would enjoy this team winning a first round playoff series, even if you lose in the next round. With Wendell Carter Jr., well, you you limit what you could maybe accomplish and then maybe you don't. Get that first-round playoff series win. So I don't love something like that, right? Like, don't start solving future problems right now when you can do it later. And instead, figure out what you have in this team. Figure out if you can make it work with Valanciunas. We'll get into more of Valanciunas in, in the next segment here because, look, I definitely think there are playoff concerns around him, and I want to talk about that. But you got to get there first, right? Don't do anything that could hamper that. We've seen some you know, injury issues come up with Brandon Ingram, with Zion Williamson, even with CJ. JV just goes out and plays. Having him as that fail-safe isn't the worst thing, I think. You can figure out the salary and stuff later. Or if you do win a playoff series, can you maybe make it work with JV and Larry Nance Jr.? That's what we're going to talk about in the next segment here. So I don't want to see this team take a step back when we're enjoying this, right? It's also about building up the fan base and gathering data points. If you're in the front office, if you if you mix it up now, you might lose sight of like what could have been with that sort of thing, right? So I'd like them to finally be in position to like evaluate this team properly, make the playoffs, get everyone excited, go into next season with some expectations with all of your draft capital available, all the future draft picks you have, the Pelicans own all of theirs. They still have an unprotected first from the Lakers and a Bucks pick as well. That can all be really val- valuable and used in some young players that are intriguing. So that's the type of thing that I think could be important. Look, there are calls to be made on guys like Najee Marshall. You know, he's going to be out of contract at the end of this season. He's a free agent. Do they have the money to pay him? Probably not. But when you look at it in terms of his minutes per game and things like that, even if he walks for nothing, I don't think it's the end of the world, right? Where's Naji Marshall in terms of minutes? He's 10th in this on this team in minutes per game. It's probably okay if he leaves. You don't love that, but you're looking at him essentially being like you're and somewhere between your 8th and your 10th man. It's a useful piece, but you can get those kind of guys. You could draft a guy that could fill a role like that, right? So that I think, as I'm going to sneeze potentially here, if you're watching me on YouTube and my face just got all weird it's coming. (laughs) Just one. I think we're good. So... I don't think you even need to trade that guy away because Najee Marshall has been useful for this team and I don't think you're going to get like a ton in return for him. So kind of keep the group together. There seems to be chemistry here. They seem to like playing with each other and everyone's kind of filling a valuable role right now. I'd like to just see what we have and give it a go for a little bit too, especially because I don't really think upgrades exist. Like show me where the upgrade really is. And that I think is kind of, the issue here when it comes to looking at what they do look when you look at available players like who's actually available so take out jared allen because it doesn't appear that he's available you know what's the actual upgrade for the pelicans and does that player fit right and this ties into development too let's talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of locked on pelicans Right now, though, I'm excited to tell you about Hungry Root. It's easy to jump off the New Year's resolution train of eating healthier, you know, by the end of January, which is what we're getting towards. So Hungry Root is here to rescue you from your short-lived resolutions by making meal planning easy and nutritious so you can build healthy habits that won't disappear by February with Hungry Root. It's wonderful, right? Hungry Root is the easiest way to get fresh, high-quality food delivered to your door. They've got healthy groceries and simple recipes, and it's all in one place. You take a quiz, they're going to get to know your goals, what you like to eat, flavors you like, what kitchen appliances you use, and then they're going to have all of your needs and start building you a cart with delicious recipes and all of your grocery needs for the week. So Hungry Root goes beyond your weekly grocery haul with thousands of easy recipes that actually put your groceries to good use before they get forgotten in the back of your fridge and go bad. I hate wasting food like that. So Hungry Root follows a, a simple standard. It's got to taste good, it's got to be quick to make, and it's got to contain whole trusted ingredients. So spend less time meal planning, shopping, and cooking, and more time enjoying healthy food that you'll actually love with Hungry Root. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Locked On Pelicans listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to hungryroot.com to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's hungryroot.com. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. That's HungryRoot.com slash locked on. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday, the number one Pelicans podcast, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team. Whether it's trade deadline talk, whether it's going to be a great guest and Will Guillory coming back on the show with me tomorrow, that's going to be a lot of fun. Whether it's the playoff push we're hoping to see, we're going to cover it all here as part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day, the number one Pelicans podcast. So subscribe, tell a friend about the show, please tell a friend about the show, grow the podcast, join over 9,000 subscribers who want to know all things New Orleans Pelicans. So, okay. We're talking about why they shouldn't make a move, right? Look at the players that are available. Again, actually available, so we're taking Jared Allen out. What's the actual upgrade for the Pelicans? I've heard a lot of people say they're one of the deepest teams in the league. If not the deepest, then where's the upgrade, right? And does that player fit? Deontay Murray's available. He fit. It's Not if you're keeping the big three of Zion, Brandon Ingram, and CJ McCollum. You know, and when you factor in development, right, you want Jordan Hawkins to get minutes. You want Dyson Daniels to keep growing. It's hard to find a trade that makes sense. Where is the biggest glaring need on this team? Some of you are going to say rebounding. Okay. They're the 11th best defensive rebounding team this season. You know, it's not like they're bad at it. It might cost them here and there, but you got to look at it over the course of a season, right? You know, do they need more rim protection? Maybe, but if they did, they wouldn't have, you know, the 10th best defense right now. They wouldn't have the fifth best defense since December 7th, right? Like for the most part, things are going well. I'd like them to shoot more threes. They're doing that. They're kind of improving in the areas that like you want them to improve upon. So where's the upgrade? Where's the change that like truly needs to happen? And I'm not sure it exists, right? Right. Again, we say this team is deep, so where are you supposed to upgrade? Outside of the center position, but is there actually an upgrade available there? Now, that doesn't mean that things are perfect. I don't want them to downgrade from Jonas Valanciunas, but he will absolutely be a liability on the defensive side of the ball in the playoffs. If they truly want to be title contenders, you probably can't do it with him starting. But one, you need to get there first. You need to get there first right? Would you take them getting to the NBA Finals and then losing because JV was bad? Like, yeah, you would, right? The West is tough and Jonas Valtunas is absolutely going to help them in the regular season. So let's not lose sight of the journey still in front of this team. We're not at the end of it just yet. You can't skip these steps here. And two, you also have Larry Nance Jr. They started him in the second half against the Utah Jazz and he does a lot of what they want on the defensive side of the ball. And he's playing at a high level. Yeah, they're not the best rebounding team, let's say, when he's out there on the court. And that might cause some issues. But again, it's not like they're bad at this. So until we get more data of like, hey, this doesn't work for sure. I don't know if you can make some of these claims just yet. So this team is still working. They're still kind of accomplishing what you want to see them accomplish right now. And again, yeah, you're going to have issues with Valanciunas at a certain point in the playoffs. Second round, conference finals, finals, whatever it might be. When was the last time they were there, right? When was the last time they were there? When was the last time they made a conference finals? Right? Rhetorical question here. So until that happens, like, I'm not going to overthink it and be like, no, they need to do this right now. Like, we're just not there yet, right? And I think that when you look at it all is something to try and keep in mind. You know, yeah, they're not the best defensive rebounding. I just pulled the numbers with looking at their um, defensive rebounding numbers with Larry Nance Jr. on the court. And it's not ideal. I'll definitely tell you that. Doing the math here. It's 72%. What are they on the season? 76.2. So, yeah, it's not great. So, it's a, there's concerns with it. But I think... For Do what you need to do this season, get through it, and then you have maybe more options this offseason. When Evan Mobley comes back, does Jared Allen become more expendable for the Cleveland Cavaliers? Maybe that drives his price down, right? Maybe someone else becomes available and you decide, oh, that's our guy. We really want to make it work. Those are the type of things that I think you start to look at, right? Right. You know, the Pelicans are finally in position to see what they have and retain any future assets that they need. So I think it's important for them to take this opportunity. I'm fine if they move for Jared Allen. Not what I would do, but it's okay if they do that, right? What I don't want to see is just dumping Jonas Valanciunas for someone who's not equal or better than him. That's gonna be Wendell Carter Jr., Daniel Gafford, some of the other names that you know you've heard listed out there. Capella could be equal or better, and that could be fine, right? But guys like a Kongwu from Atlanta, like no, get get out of here with that. That's gonna make them worse. JaVale McGee could be serviceable enough, but he's not going to give you the offense at all. So it really just depends on what you're looking for. And with all the talk around this, it does worry me that the team could be in like not as great of a position as we want to see them at all. So just don't make a bad trade. And you know how you don't make a bad trade. It's don't, don't make a trade at all. Right. You know, Siakam was going to be the big name moved during the trade deadline, right. Or, trade season this year. And Anobi is up there as well. You know, Terry Rozier is the the third biggest one we've seen so far. Like, that's not insane. There's, and this team is improving. Top five in both offense and defense since that Lakers loss. There's something here. Figure it out. Get to the playoffs. Then determine what you need. Gather data. Make the changes this offseason because everyone's finally been healthy. Knock on wood with that, right? So, Maybe it's not time to kind of rock the boat, shake things up. Let me know what you think in the comments down below on YouTube. Do you want to make a deal? Do you not want to make a deal? Is there a trade target you have in mind? Let me know. We're going to find out what happens over the next two weeks. And we're going to be covering it here on the Lockdown Pelicans podcast, the number one Pelicans podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Will Guillory on the show tomorrow. More trade deadline talk. Let's see what he thinks the team's ceiling could be, how good they could be. It's a lot of fun when we chop it up with Will. That's going to be a great show of The Athletic. Tomorrow's episode of Locked on Pelicans. That's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Pelicans. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with y'all tomorrow.